for listening to popolitikin.com. We got you stuck. Got you stuck off the realness. I really miss my nigga. I really miss my nigga. White people you can sing it to just change that into a W. Miss my wigger. Just say, I really miss my wigger. Back to the song. Was at the hospital bed. Said, nigga, are you dead? My nigga said, yeah. And I said, no, 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 no. no. Why'd you have to go, 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 go? Reached out to his ghost in slow-mo-mo. I put a trigger for my nigga in a burst in the air. Nurse said, you can't do that here. I said, bitch, I don't care. She said, you don't care, but his part's important. Help me lift this nigga up and put him in a dead nigga storage. I said, dead nigga storage? You joking? She said, I'm joking. It was just a joke. I said, I'm gonna shoot you in the face and call it a joke. She said, the best way to cheer up is to laugh. I said, bitch, I'll cheer up after this, this, this bloodbath. I want the whole world to know what it's like to lose a nigga. I lost my nigga to a hernia. I lost my nigga to a hernia. I really miss my nigga. Ah, this is a breakdown. Really miss my nigga. White people, white people. I really miss my wigger. This song is about equality. I really miss my nigga. Let's sing it together. I really miss my nigga. But white people, if a black person next to you and they look real pissed, you better stop it. I Really miss my nigga, cause I ain't responsible for your well-being. Ah, really. Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com. Make sure you download our app on iTunes and Android. Now, Politikin, my homie, he's a lean, mean fighting machine. Just got inducted to the Marine Corps Boxing Hall of Fame. My homie Terry Green, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I ain't lean. I'm still mean. But I ain't lean no more. But you still a fighting machine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 seconds at a time. I'm too fat for that. All right. So I just want you to let the listeners know a little bit about your background and how you got in boxing and how long you've been doing that. Uh, Well, my granddaddy boxed. My daddy boxed. So I boxed. And uh, so I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, I made the team a couple times, but I guess we had... OIF, uh, Iraqi Freedom jumping off, so they didn't let me go, and then I made the team. It ended up being ranked uh, tied for number three in the country, fought on Team USA. Um, then I got out, started training, and then I seen a need in the hood. That's what I'm doing. Hmm. And then talk about your time in the military. Like, How long were you in the military? Was it a pleasant experience for you, or how was it for you? Uh, it's the military. It's, it's it's pleasant when you get out when you in <laughs> you know you up before the sun up you the sun down when you get home uh it's a lot of yelling running you know a lot of discipline but i made 
some of the best friends, you know, including you forever, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people I probably would never, you know, you from Mississippi, my granddaddy and them from Mississippi, you know what I mean? So we met in California. So, you know, it, the, the Marines was, was dope. You know, I did I did my four year tour, uh, got out, used the GI Bill. Uh, I got to mention they're trying to tax the GI Bill now. Don't let them do that. You know, the GI Bill helped form this country's middle class post World War Two. So support them not taxing the GI Bill. It helped a millions of people get educated and otherwise wouldn't have been helped lots of minorities become educated otherwise wouldn't have been so don't let them attack the gi bill but i went to college uh, got me some degrees and i work every day and now i'm opening the gym yeah i said we need that we need that gi bill we actually need more money for the gi bill they tripping you know what I'm saying? yeah so, it is tripping but- and then also i want you to talk about you just got inducted into the marine corps boxing hall of fame a couple of weeks ago right yeah uh at the beginning of april i went out to camp lejeune uh um it was it was Probably biggest honor I've ever received in my life. I was happy to be there. You know, I got a little nervous, like, man, I, I'm not fit anymore. I might not fit in this jacket they didn't sent me. But uh, I got to meet some of the old timers, uh, Leon Spinks, you know. You know, two of the people that Muhammad Ali were Marines, Ken Norton and Leon Spinks. Uh, last year, Leon Spinks and Ken Norton got in the Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, Ken Norton got in posthumously. Uh, this year, uh, Hall of Fame referee Richard Steele got in there, and his national champions got in there. Olympians uh, Sergio Reyes, Jamel Herring. So it was it was a big honor to go to Camp Lejeune, uh, meet my comrades. You know, be honored amongst my peers. I thought that was really cool. I got my wife got to see it. My kids were in school, so they didn't get to go see. You know, I, I told them I used to be skinny back in the <laughs> day. They they laughed at me, said, "You ain't never been skinny, Daddy." <laughs> so. Uh-huh. So how's that? How's that work? Do y'all meet up every year, or like how's it? How, yeah, different? the uh, the Hall of Famers from the previous year vote for the ones for the next year. Um, you know, a lot of us were top amateur standouts amongst the country. You know, uh, people that've been to Olympic trials like uh, Stokes and and uh, Lee Gladden. You know. Olympians, uh, Sergio Reyes went in 1992 with De La Hoya. Matter of fact, Sergio Reyes was the team captain at 119 pounds. De La Hoya fought at 125. Uh, Jamel Herring went in 2012, where he was also the team captain. So they USA Boxing does uh, does does like our leadership by day. They, they nominate us the captains when we go to stuff like that. Uh, Leon Spinks in, in the 76, him and his brother were there with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. You know the you know, so. It's, it's it's a real experience, man. It's different. Jacksonville, North Carolina. Y'all that went to PA school out there. <laughs> Jacksonville looks nothing like it used to. Oh, it looks better? Yeah, man. They got a freeway that goes from on base from, from Camp Lejeune to New River. Hmm. Yeah, wow. man. They updated a lot of buildings, you know, you know, technology better. The, the city of Jacksonville. Driftwood's still there, but other than that, you know. I I went around the corner from my house at the hotel we were staying. I couldn't find the house. Hmm. It's growing, you know. Times change. It's growing. And then, like, so I want you to talk about the the main reason we brought you here, man. We want to talk about the GoFundMe account um, campaign you're doing right now with the boxing gym. So just talk about like the background a little bit, how you got involved with that, and what you're trying to do with it. All right, so I moved out here to El Paso, Texas, and I started coaching at. It used to be called L.A. Boxing. It's called UFC Gym now. And, they, you know, it's on the other side of town. I stay in the northeast. It was on the east side at the time. And uh, I'd always been in boxing my whole life, you know. And then I went to the gym, and I was doing, like, cardio classes and stuff like that. And 
some kids wanted to actually compete in boxing. So I was like, yeah, that's right up my alley. And I uh, started training them. But, you know, these this was these kids were getting charged like $100 a month. You know, and boxing's always been that sport that's supposed to be accessible to the poor. That's the hood yeah. for it. Yeah. So, so I left that gym and I started coaching at the, the rec center. Uh, and then I had the opportunity to coach at the gym. Boxing, it's in the hood. It's the same building. That's the one I'm trying to get. And uh, uh, I seen what boxing, as a, what, as a mentor in boxing, you could really be. This neighborhood, you know, the projects in this neighborhood, you know what I mean? Uh, there's some kids that couldn't afford to go, stuff like that. And uh, I seen these kids, a lot of them were misguided, you know what I mean? So what I started doing, getting parents involved, making dads start coaching and stuff, you know, because boxing typically like baseball. It's a sport that's passed from father to son, typically. But now the women coming along, so it's passed from father to daughter, too. Um, but, uh, it, you know, when the gym closed, man, I went out to just a park, started coaching kids out there, and kids just start really pouring in. It's like, man, we miss it. We need, you know, I don't want to be a gangbanger, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to smoke weed with my friends, you know. So, I got them out in the park, and we're still competing. We're still winning fights. As a matter of fact, my son and a couple other of my kids fighting in the Junior Olympic Finals, the Regional Junior Olympic Finals tonight, you know, we're still competing, but I was doing them a disservice because they don't have a place to be. So them coming out training with me was subject to the weather. You know, it gets real windy out here in El Paso. In the summer, it's 100 degrees, ain't nothing. You know, in the winter, <laughs> it gets, you know, it got thin atmosphere. So in winter, it's blistering cold, you know. So we got to get them in a the building. You know, I don't want them to be disadvantaged when they get in the ring to compete. You know, they need a ring to spar in. Right. They, they need bags to hit. You know what I'm saying? They need a facility. You know, hey, where can I run to when things are bad? You know, I'm having a bad day. I, I need to punch something, punch a bag, you know. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm doing it for. Uh, uh, I'm trying to do more than just the boxing, though. I'm trying to have a tutoring program. Uh, one of my boxers is a two-time Golden Gloves champion around here in the regional area. He, uh, Rick Ramirez, he's from that area. He's from the projects. He's from the FDRs and the Devil's Triangle. Uh, he joined the Marine Corps um, a little bit, a couple years after me. And um, I got him. He started coaching. Uh, well, I started coaching him. He wants uh, he won a Golden Gloves with me. He went to college using the GI Bill we mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, now he has he's working on his PhD, but he taught at Irvine High School where he's an alumni. Now he's teaching at Canyon Hills Middle School where uh, where he also went. But he's a mentor, and he started you know you know he. He knows the neighborhood and he knows what these kids have gone through, but he's a success story. And I, I think these kids need people like him, people like me, you know, you know, show them there's something other than hanging out in these streets. Yeah, man, I commend you for I think it's a very honorable thing you're doing, bro. Man, my mama always told me there's something bigger than me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The world don't revolve around me. You know what I mean? So, I, I you know, got yeah. you know, rest my mama's soul, but you know what I mean? I, I, I see it now. I'm an adult, you know what I mean? Probably was a selfish little kid, but as an adult, I see it. And uh, I'm trying, you know, trying to make the world a better place for my kids, for their kids, for your kids, for everybody's kids, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm pretty sure you know about the butterfly effect. So you, you're influencing those kids, and they're going to influence kids and influence kids. So leaving a legacy, man. Yeah, I'm trying to. That's why I put my name on it, you know what I mean? So uh, if, if it fails, I fail, and I don't want to fail. The Marine Corps didn't teach me that way you know what i'm saying we don't we don't retreat we attack in a different direction but you know i i put my name on it because it means a lot to me the kids mean a lot to me some of them don't have that that they have 
Yeah, so sometimes I'm their daddy, you know what I mean? I, hey, I talk to them hard sometimes. You know? Sometimes I'll be drill instructor green on them, you know what I mean? But it, it's tough love. It's real love. It's genuine love, you know. And and some of them, they, they won't say it, but then you see it later on, they really appreciate it. I say you already, so you say you already got the gym, right? Oh, well, I got the building. Talk to the landlord. Uh, I, they reduced the rent, you know, so we're going through the process of becoming a 501c3 now. Uh, they reduced the rent for us, so there's some equipment in the gym already. I, I still need some more equipment, but, yeah, we got the building. I signed the lease in a week. I get the keys in a week. I turn on the utilities. Got to clean it out. We're going to host a big grand opening spa session party barbecue on June the 3rd, Saturday, June the 3rd. It's going to be from 10 to 4. Uh, so if in El Paso people come out, if y'all want to come from out of town, y'all come on out. Going to be some sparring, going to be some eats. Y'all get out there and get your, your grub on. Going to be a jumping balloon for the cheering. And, and this is going to be a big thing. So what can they donate? Like people want to donate and still get money. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I set a goal for $15,000. We're already at $4,500. Um, they can donate at uh, GoFundMe.com forward slash TG Boxing. Tango Golf Boxing, all right? Um, and then you know, the, We need all the help we can get. And then, like, just in case, like, you know, this interview might end up getting played in the future, months from now. So do you have a PayPal that anybody, like, they can hit you up at? Uh, you know, I've never done the PayPal thing. I ain't never done that. So oh. GoFundMe is all I got right now. <laughs> so what can they, I guess if somebody just want to contact you, just... Through, you, know, uh, you can email me at tgboxing at icloud.com and I respond fast. All right, I respond fast. So you send me an email, I respond right away. tgboxing at icloud.com. I'm on my phone all day, every day. Yeah, I would say so. I remember when Floyd was talking about like if someone if somebody would have betted on all his fights, they would have been rich. So just yeah. to let you know, I plan on betting on all your son's fights. So how <laughs> <laughs> would you keep hey, telling about hey. your son? Oh man, TG three Terry Wayne Green the third. The boy is something else. He's a very talented young man, uh, real kind hearted person. You know, me, me and him were raised a little bit different. You know, I raised a little bit harder than he was. I kind of keep him sheltered a little bit, but he's a very uh, athletic kid. He's a loving kid, uh, really shy sometimes, but he's very talented. Uh, and uh, he's fighting in the Junior Olympic finals right now. He's eight years old. He'll be nine in a, in two weeks. Uh, so the kid, he. He loves fighting. You got to kind of trick him into training. You got, but he, but the kid, he's pretty good, man. He better than I ever was. I yeah, I said he. Uh, that's a big eight year old. He looking like he twelve to me. <laughs> yeah, he real tall. He real tall and lanky. You know what I mean? He gonna be taller than me. Maybe not as like not thick muscular build, but he gonna be tall, lanky. Got some speed. He got good knowledge of where he is in the ring. He watches a lot of boxing with me. You know, because I deal with a lot of pros and stuff like that, so I'm always watching film. You know, he likes, you know, old school fighters with Fredo Benitez. He likes Sweet Pea, you know what I mean? He likes the Mayweathers and stuff, too, but he he's an Ali fan. He's a Bob Foster fan. He like, he'll watch a black and white fight all on his own, mm. and the sound won't be on or nothing. He likes listening to Howard Cosell, though. He like he likes that stuff, man. So it's an honor, man, it's an honor to be his daddy and I, 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 I'm really proud of my kid, man. I would say, so what do you think about as um, far as, like, the injury? Like, do you, like, is, it, it's, it, to me, it seems like it's probably safer than football for kids, boxing. Yeah, it is because you have a referee. Stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, well, the headgear is mainly for cuts. It's not a concussion protocol. Headgear is mainly for cuts. You know, it's an impact sport, so there are going to be some concussions there. But it it's not going to be as, as 
often as with football because there's only three people in the ring. It's the referee and the two boxers. So the referee's job is not to keep a fight entertaining or clean. It's safety first. They're the ref in amateur by what USA boxing, the referee's job is to make sure the fighters are safe. You know what I mean? If you take a hard shot and you don't get knocked out, the referee's still going to jump in your face, count to eight, look in your eyes and make sure you're okay. All right. And, and, uh, there's a doctor. If the doctor's not sitting at ringside fight stops. So, you know, and then, the coaches have the responsibility. If my kid is in a bad spot, guess what? I will hop up on that ring so fast and stop the fight. I will not let you get hurt. You know what I mean? It, that's, you know, it's it's safe. You know, when responsible people are involved, safety, you know, safety matters. It happens. Man, what you think about, like, UFC? Um, never been a real Well, not UFC, fan. just MMA in general. MMA in general, like, um, I, I, I watch some of it. I got quite a few friends that do it uh not particularly big on it because it seems like something you can't master because there's so many styles so it's like a i feel a i'm not hating on it i'm saying like it's not so much hype it's like it still needs some development because you got muay thai so you gotta go master that then you got karate you gotta master that it's wrestling, wrestling. you gotta yeah. master that so when first started out ufc was a competition between styles you know what i mean but then the rules are different so uh you know, if if I play by MMA rules, I lose every time. But they come play by boxing rules, I'm gonna win every time. You know. Uh, but then again, to we have a girl here named Stephanie Hahn. In 2010, she won the national pal. She won the national women's golden gloves. If you run up on her, think you gonna MMA her? She's also a two-time state champion wrestler. She's all also a multi-time uh, national champion, international champion in karate and kickboxing. So you know, it, I think it all depends on the person and what you like. I think UFC is uh, monopolized, so you know they got a good uh, promotion mechanism going on. Uh, the, I don't think the fighters get paid as much as they could in boxing and stuff like that. But they have a fan base, and but they are two different sports. They're two totally different sports. I think in in MMA you have to be physically stronger like the build has to be different You're a little bit thicker you know what i mean a little bit more muscle bound and, and i think with boxing you got to be a little bit more agile you know it's not always the case because you get big thick agile guys like sean porter you know what i mean but then you got thin guys that can knock you out back in the day like tommy hearns you know what i mean it's just a little, you know yeah i'm saying what do you think about because he's from my neck of the woods uh wilder what do you think about him oh man uh uh, I think there's some skills he's missing, and I, I don't think it's just the skills. I think it's when you convince a guy that they got that much power, they start to believe it, and then they stop boxing and start committing to trying to knock everybody out mm. with every shot. You know what I mean? I think the skills are there. He was an Olympian after like 25 amateur fights. He's being coached by one of the best amateurs this country's ever had in Mark Breland. So the skills are probably there. I think just mentally he's – you we've convinced him as fans that, oh, you're going to knock everybody out. And <laughs> that's what he show up and doing, you know what I mean? And when you commit to throwing power shots all the time, they're not always the cleanest, prettiest things, you know what I'm saying? I think he, he needs to work on his defense a little bit. But, you know, the dude is real, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want to get hit by him. <laughs> and then I guess we, we, we wind it up, but I just want you to, one more thing. I just want you to talk about, I guess, for anybody that kind of like, let's say you got like a, 18-year-old, 16-year-old listening, and they want to be a boxer. And I know it's like a process from amateur to pro. So we just mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit, just far like the training. They need to do stuff like that. How they do Okay, it. so 
when it comes to going from amateur to pro, becoming a professional boxer is the easiest thing in the entire world. But it's also one of the hardest things to make a legitimate living doing making money because people going they're gonna match you. If you ain't got no amateur experience, they're gonna match you with a national champion. There you go. You got a loss on your record. But but um you gotta learn the basics, man. Master the basics, you become a master. You know what I mean? So go to a find your local gyms. Uh they got them at most rec centers. Uh people out there doing what I'm trying to do, them the nonprofit gyms. Uh and learn the basic, master the basics, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody's meant to be a professional, you know what I mean? But you can, you know what I mean? It's a possibility. People make a good living doing this, you know what I mean? So go, you know, master the basics. Get a coach, listen to your coach, eat right, treat your body as a temple, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, boxing is about self-respect. You respect your temple, you respect your body, it'll respect you in the long haul. You get in the ring, you, you, you learn these skills and you apply these skills, but you got to take care of your body. You know what I mean? So, and then going pro, you know what I mean? That should be an afterthought for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Try to, try to be the best dog on the yard. Try to be the toughest in the amateurs first. You know what I mean? If if you are that good at amateur, somebody going to call you and be like, Hey, you, so this do, next level. Is do they get paid before. when they do amateurs or no? Um, When you become part of team USA, like a, yeah, the top four, mainly at the U.S. championships. That's like kind of like your team USA. Uh, they, the, you get a stipend uh, every month, just as you know. So, because you're gonna end up having to leave if you, you're gonna have to leave for two weeks, go to Colorado Springs, train, and fly out of the country and compete. You know, so they'll give you a stipend every month. You know, what I mean, I don't know what the stipend is now. I'm not in the top tier of boxing right now. I'm on the local level. Uh, but they do they do provide a stipend like that, you know. I've been saying, I know, like, sometimes, like, it seems like, how many fights are you supposed to do? Because some of them cats be doing, like, 100 fights and shit before they go. Oh, yeah, 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 man. I had hundreds of fights, too, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just the way it is. You know, because it's it's a, it's a, it's a, a sport where you can fight every Saturday, matter of fact. Today is Sunday, and we're going to fight, you know. So my son's fighting again next week. So he's eight years old by the time. He's 18 if he sticks with it and, and treats his body right, and and which he will because I'm his daddy and I ain't going to let that slide. Um, he might have hundreds of fights by then. And then international competition or these major tournaments, you go to the finals, you didn't fight five days in a row. you know. So before you know it, you got 100 fights. You know what I mean? They're three-round fights. It's not like you're oh, fighting okay. 12, you're not like you're fighting 12 rounds. You know, that's a, that's a whole pro, professional boxing is a, a different ball game. It's a more measured, more vicious you know, type yeah. of, of, and then I always like you know how people be like they compare like the the like new generation to the old generation. We always look at like well the old generation they fought more rounds, so you know they they fought, they fought more rounds. <laughs> yeah, they did. I don't think I could ever go fifteen rounds, boy. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> That's tiring. But yeah, uh, people are different now. Uh, I think athlete athletically, this generation is much better than the older generations. But as physical, far as physical strength, a lot of people did manual labor back then. You yeah. couldn't do nothing Jack Johnson could do back then. You know, yeah. what I mean? you know what I mean? Like them people, you know, was picking cotton, you know, working in the sawmill and the steel mill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it's changed. The, the economy's changed. We got more technology jobs. People sit in front of computers now. You know what I mean? PE took a backseat to, to other stuff at school. You know, times have changed. So athletically, I think we're a little better, you know. Toughness wise, you know, man, back in the day, Manuel Stewart had them boys coming out of Detroit. They were just mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> toughness, them boys was tough. 
tough, man. Anybody that stood in there and tried to trade with, with Marvin Hagler the way Tommy Hearns did, even though he lost, man, you had to be crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you got some tough cookies out there now. You know what I mean? They, you know, it's boxing, man. It's a fight. At the end of the day, it's a fight. So, yeah, you get back. You're still tough. But back then, I think they might have been a little bit tougher. All right, man. We'll say thank you for coming through politics with me. All right. Anytime, man. Anytime. I appreciate you. No problem. You want to tell them I'd hit you up one more time? All right. So if you want to donate to us, uh, it's GoFundMe.com forward slash TG Boxing, Tango Golf. All right. And if you want to hit me on the email, if you don't want to go through GoFundMe, uh, TG Boxing at iCloud.com. And y'all can call me. I don't care. 915-494-5572. Subscribe to Pope Politicking on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Welcome to CoNimby Foundation, a private family foundation incorporated in 1968, and it's dedicated to our continued mission of reflecting the family philanthropic philosophy. Our programs expand educational opportunities and creative, inclusive communities because supporting the causes of education and community development is the hallmark of our work. The Foundation's programs have ambitious goals that seek to meet the needs of our communities. We acknowledge how important it is to have sound structures and strategies in place to achieve success in all of our programs. To learn more about our work, visit us at conimby.org and on Facebook at Conimby Foundation. While you're there, like our page as we will like to stay connected with each of you.